Jory and the Coffee Psychic. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Good evening, everyone. This is Jory and the Coffee Psychic uh, with another edition of uh, Your Psychic Connection. And um, tonight we're going to talk about a couple different things, but, you know, the, the big news here, of course, just terrible, terrible news, is that Robin Williams killed himself this week and um kind of like when princess diana died uh, this is something that just has really shaken the world i'm sure there's a big uh been a big reverberation um everywhere because robin williams was so loved and i think this came in as quite a shock to everybody so the topic of uh suicide um you know mental illness depression uh, we're we're going to look at that tonight. And we also do want to honor Robin Williams. He's very loved. He's he's an amazing, amazing man, amazing actor. Um, and the people that have known him in his personal life said he was just a wonderful, wonderful person. So uh, we invite all the calls to come in tonight. This is a live call-in show. Uh, the number is 347-633-9404. Again, that number is 347-633-9404. If you've ever been suicidal, if you have ever had suicidal thoughts, if you knew anyone that was suicidal, um, you know, join us. Let us know what this looks like, you know, for you. We're going to look at the spiritual aspects of it and uh, how people feel, you know, what happens after we die, not just generally when we die, but especially when you commit suicide. Um, there's different ideas about what happens to the soul when that happens. So uh, I'm going to see if Julia, my um, my producer's online. Julia, are you here? I am here, Jorianne. Hey, and I Julia. Very sad about Robin. Oh my God! It it really knocked the wind right out of my sails. I think it was Monday, right, when we heard that uh, he had killed himself. Mm-hmm. I know. I was driving home. And I heard him like, no, I didn't hear that. You know, and I called someone. I said, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you check to see if what I heard is true? Because there's been a mm-hmm. lot of hoaxes out there. And when they yeah. said it was just like a part of my childhood, like, gone. You know, it was just, yeah. I loved him from the time he started, you know. And he just seemed to be so naturally funny and upbeat and talented and, and just an overall, like you said, good guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was he was an amazing man, an amazing actor, a good person, um, you know. But, you know, life can get to the best of us. Mm-hmm. And um, we see people struggling with so many things. People struggle with addictions. I heard that Robin had some addictions he had been struggling with. Uh, I heard that he was recently in, um, just coming out of a rehab program not too long ago. I, I don't know that I can believe every single thing that uh, we hear once this, you know, news like this comes out. But somebody said he had financial trouble, possibly was going to go through bankruptcy at one point. We don't know what drives somebody in their personal world, you know. And uh, the one thing we know for sure is that change is the one thing that we know for sure. Change is going to happen to all of us each and every day. And uh, from from one moment to the next, something can dramatically change in your life. And 
throw you into a downward spiral or depending upon the way you've trained yourself to look at life, you can just go like, oh, wow, that stinks. Now now what's next? Now what am I going to do next? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. So uh, I'd like to go into this because, well, let's look at some of the movies that um, that Robin had done. Uh, again, Amazing Man, uh, he was in Mrs. Doubtfire, Good Will Hunting, Jumanji, um, I didn't know this one, The Angriest Man in Brooklyn. Didn't see that. Dead Poets Society. Um, Night at the Museum. Oh, my God, I love that movie. I uh-huh. love that movie. Hook. He was great in Hook. Yes. I mean, yes. that's one that I'll probably remember him forever. Popeye. That was a fun movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Good Morning Vietnam. You know, Patrick. Yeah. All these wonderful movies and so many more. Now, what one was that I didn't mention here, and how ironic, how ironic, what dreams may come. Oh, you know, I did didn't you see, see that, that movie? One. No, I did not. Oh, so so I'll tell you just briefly uh, the bits that I remember about it. When I when I teach people, um, you know, and the about psychic stuff, and and we talk about <clears throat> life after death, I highly suggest that people you know, watch the movie, you know, What Dreams May Come. He had uh, he had been married to this wonderful woman. I believe, and this part I might not have all the details accurately, but I believe both of his children were killed in a, a car accident. So they were left a childless couple, and I'm pretty sure from that point his wife committed suicide. And he he was not okay with this, and he literally traveled on to the other side to find his wife and to get her out of that uh, state that they say people go into once you commit suicide. Um, I I personally have done um, work with people when they've committed suicide on the other side, and many times they're in pretty bad shape. Um, uh, They hang around, they ask for forgiveness, you know, please forgive me, please forgive me. You know, I do work out in Nebraska every year, and during one of the seances, there was this man that popped into the seance several times that night, I'll tell you. And um, he introduced himself, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, I said, you guys all know this man, and I said his name. And everyone at the table said yes. I said, well, he said he's sorry, whatever he did. I said, I'm not sure what he did yet, but he's so sorry. Please forgive him. And then, you know, we went out to seance, and then he came back again you know, please forgive me, I'm so sorry. And it was like two or three times I said, look, did this man kill himself? I said, it feels like he did. Everyone said, yes. I said, you guys have to forgive him. I said, he is so trapped, he's so so stuck on the other side. You have to forgive him. Let's say some prayers right now. If you're having a hard time, please remember, he's stuck and he ha- he needs to move on so he can get out of this, you know, um, entrapment, you might say, which he was trapping himself. So, and plus other people being upset was keeping him trapped there as well. The next year I went back, which was last year, and he just gingerly came into his mother's reading, said hello, and I and I said to her after the seance, I said, wasn't that your son that committed suicide? And she goes, yes, it was. I said, oh, my God, he's in such a great place. I said, you guys really did a great job. Because everyone helped to release him so he could be free and you know make his transition on the other side. Does it make a difference if they have 
like in Robin's case, he was a, a, a suffer from depression. Does it make a difference if they do this as a part of a mental illness or um, if it was someone who maybe accidentally OD'd? I think it makes a big difference. I So <clears throat> it's kind of like a, a very touchy subject, right? It's a he, difficult one. It's, you know, it's a difficult one to deal with. Yes, it is. You and I had been talking off the air earlier, and we were talking about the kamikaze pilots. We were talking about the kamikaze pilots who have honor and integrity that when they would go into bomb places, they knew that they were going to lose their lives. And it was an, an area of integrity, and, and they were going to be on this, in this great place on the other side for having done this. Or So um, that's their consciousness who... when they die. Or, right, or the ones that do, uh, is it not Harry Carey, it's where they, they die with honor and they're promised, like, all this wealth in heaven um, when yeah. they take their own life in honor. Yeah. Because of yeah. honor. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think, I think uh, a lot of what has to do with this, to me, is the mental attitude that you leave with, number one. I've seen some people, like, I'll have a lot of people come to me to, you know, for channeling sessions, and that's to work with their dead relatives to make sure they're okay or what's going on. Sometimes they feel that they're trapped, and we have to work with, you know, freeing them, uh, doing spiritual work, prayer work for them. And there have been a couple that have committed suicide, and they, honest to God, they just, they're in a great place. They're fine. Not a problem. It's okay. So it's different with everybody. Um, I would love to tap in, you know, to Robin uh, later and see what else I can pick up about him. I know from what I've picked up already that he was extremely sad and extremely depressed. I also believe, and I think most of my listeners know this already, that when people are doing drugs and alcohol, that many times they're going to get what we call spirit attachments on them. When you're having spirit attachments on you, you are not always in control of your body or your mind. You have um, other people kind of driving the ship, okay? So not only are you depressed about the things that are going wrong in your life, now it's doubly, triply, maybe ten times worse for you because somebody else is encouraging you to kill yourself. And, you know, what they've said is that sometimes these spirits cannot get off of you unless you kill yourself. And when you kill yourself, then they're free to leave. Otherwise, they're kind of stuck inside of you. So um, the depression part, I know that when people have, uh, here's another thing too, Julia, and we talked about this also, people that have bipolar disorder, manic depression, this is a biochemical change in their brain this is something that's going on for them that they have no control over and only medication can can balance this chemistry in their brain it to make them feel see, better i think it makes them feel better but doesn't cure it and, no and but as long as they know mm-hmm. right but as long as they know that they have to stay on their medication or or, or work at you know readjusting their medication Many people have lived with that. 
and have stayed balanced because they know that they have to stay on the medication. Just like like a diabetic, Julia. Yeah. The body is doing its own thing. The person with the disease finds out what they need to rebalance the body chemistry, and then they take the medication or they don't, and then they have to suffer the consequences of that. Whether it's medication, whether it's eating right, whether it's finding a naturopathic way to cure it, anything like that, at least they're taking the responsibility to be proactive in their health. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, some people might not ever get that balance. Some people might might end up just, you know, having to deal with that or, or choose not to deal with it anymore because I've heard with the bipolar, manic depression, it can be really horrific, horrific living in that state all the time. State of depression is terrible. Yes. I, you know, I'm, I'm more familiar with the depression side. And I think the people have different ideas. Um, I had told you off the air, too. I had always grown up thinking um, if you commit suicide, that it's a sin. Yeah. That you can't go into heaven. Um, and I also have a brother did commit suicide so it's not like I I always hated to think that he was not in heaven yes you know because I just felt that I don't know that he was in right mental state at the time when he when he he did it and it wasn't an accident it was it was purpose yeah yeah you know, so I don't think anyone's in the right mental state when they would commit. Anyone cannot possibly be in the right mental state to commit suicide. Number one, I just want to say that. True. No, but I mean, I think there are some who are not intending to commit suicide, but yeah. they accidentally OD because they're a drug abuser, which means there's still a dependency there. Um, yes. Yes. Or, uh, you know, they accidentally, you know, drink too much or something. You know, I'm, I'm thinking more of the chemical dependency versus someone who is clinically depressed uh, or, as you said, bipolar, um, schizophrenia. Yeah. I mean, there's so many mental disorders out there that lead you down that path of thinking about yeah. suicide, of, of wanting to take your life, that it's better on the other side. You know, they, they can't hope here. Yes, so it's time. So they make the decision to leave. So I have I have a friend of mine, um, and she had a dream, like, I don't know, it was like two days before or two weeks before that she was going to come home and find her son dead. And that's exactly what happened. She came home, went to call for him, and he wasn't answering, so she went down. And uh, she did not know that he had been experimenting with drugs. And... That's what happened. He was experimenting with it. It was not something uh, apparently he was familiar with, and he killed himself. So that was accidental. Then you've got people that consciously will say, look, this is it. I cannot take this anymore. Um, Was that Robin? You know, you've got, I believe they said that he left a death note. Um. So when people consciously say, look, I can't take this anymore, I, it, to me, it's like no matter, no matter what, can you, I, I can't imagine, nor do I want to imagine, how much excruciating pain somebody has got to be in to say, look, 
being alive is way too painful for me. I have got to get out of here. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that they, they, I don't know that they think about it that way. My, my, uh, I have a sister who is, who suffers from that disorder as well. And there was a time, mm-hmm. her medication was not working properly. So, mm-hmm. she had those thoughts. She had those thoughts of suicide, and you know, she talked to me about it, and um, she was like in a fog when she's thinking mm-hmm. about it, and. She was going to start to just walk out of that house to do whatever she was going to do, and she happened to have her grandbaby there. Mm. And um, the grandbaby started crying, and it snapped her out of it. Whatever overcame her, somehow that Mm -hmm. crying, she said she heard it in the distance, and for some reason... She says it just it snapped her out of it, and then she turned around and she, of course, she went to go attend to the baby, um, and then realized there was something wrong. She had to, you know she had to call her doctor, and you know once they once they modified the medication the medication it did help her, but I mean so I wonder if the, if if it's always out of despair or it's this overcome. I think it's a fog that they're they're not thinking straight and. Um, they're just looking for a way to get out of the, the misery, I guess, or whatever they're feeling. It's, I guess it's so hard unless you've experienced it. Um, yes, and, and again, I'll so we've invited it. So we've invited some of the listeners to call and uh, let us know if they've experienced this themselves, you know, uh, or do they know somebody that killed themselves? Um, I know of a couple people that have killed themselves, and I know one that was close to me. And um, and that was my nephew. So, and that was something because he was under the influence of alcohol at the time, and he had, he had some other things going on. That that shook our world to the ground. To the ground. It was horrifying. Now, do I know he's okay on the other side now? Yes, he's completely okay on the other side. Um. It was it was devastating. It was devastating. So I sympathize with Robin's family um, and everyone else that's out there. I'll tell you, we don't know. Is it drugs? Is it alcohol? Is it chemicals? You know, these things, they, um, they take you out of the real world. They take you out of the here and now. People use these things to cope. Not like with the bipolar or the manic depression. That's something that they have to get the the biochemistry rebalanced in their brain. But I will tell you, I do know also that I've heard a lot of people that are bipolar and manic depressive like to use the mood-altering, you know, the chemicals and and develop chemical dependencies because of what the bipolar does to them. And they're looking for a way to kind of uh, not live in that insanity that that stuff causes. You know, and I read the other day, too, that with men, they try to disguise it more than women. It's harder oh, to... Oh, depression? Oh, yeah, because you've got to be a man yes. and you've got to be strong? Yeah, so they, they disguise it by working a lot or um, getting, doing more sports. Um, insomnia is a symptom of it. I mean, there's so many slight... You wouldn't even think we're associated with it. Um, it had a whole laundry list of different things, which I wasn't aware of that for men, um, which mm. could be signs of depression. 
mm. but that more women do get depression than men. Think and the about, women probably I, go for help. Well, yeah, I think it's the women who go through post, postpartum after having a baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a form of depression. Yeah. I remember one woman calling me. Uh, we were talking about her husband that had killed himself. And she goes, Joanne, only months before, um, my husband was definitely against people committing suicide. He said it was, you know, some people say it's the coward's way out. You know, they're weak. Of course people are weak when they're committing suicide. Come on, are you kidding me? They're in a very vulnerable position, you guys. Let's, come on. You know, goofy comments. I, 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 you know what? I think it's the opposite. I think they're at their strongest. You know how much courage it takes to do something like that? I, I, uh, no, I don't know if I want, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you on that one, but I'm going to tell you about this guy, this, this woman's husband that was smoking. He, he was so against people's suicide, anything like that. He always made comments about it. And then he wanted to quit smoking, and they put him on that drug for people to quit smoking. And within a week, he had killed himself. So on some of these medications, when they state possible thoughts of suicide, if you're having these thoughts of of suicide, stop the medication right away and call your doctor. So do I believe that some things can kind of make you go in that direction? Positively, positively. But I don't think it's just drugs. I think sometimes it's spirit attachments or it's, it's, um, it's the combination, you know, people being depressed, the life not, you know, your life not turning out the way you want it to, and then people going like, look, i got to get out of here. Um, so there's so many things. But why don't we take a call or two here, Julia, and so we've invited the uh, listeners to call in and ask, you know, their thoughts on the suicide and uh, the topic of suicide. Okay. Let me, um, I didn't get to screen any of them, but I do know that some of them are, are repeat callers. So we're, the first okay. person on um, in queue is Judy from Illinois. Okay. So Judy? Hello? Hello? Judy, hi. Welcome to the show. Hello? We, hello, can you hear us? This isn't Judy, but... Hello? Oh, okay. And who who's this calling then? This is Esther. Oh, Esther, okay. how are you tonight? Oh, not too good. Well, I'm good. Uh, my daughter just lost a baby last Monday. It was five months. And I know how you could get being depressed because yes. uh, she was going through that. So she just lost her baby girl. She was born, um, and her heart was still beating. Uh, and then, like, about an hour later, she died. So I kind of understand how you can get really, really down, deep, depressed. Yes. You know. Yes, yes. How's your daughter doing now? She's doing a little bit better. She feels really like it could have been her fault. She asked why. I mean, they go through, and they wanted to put her on, ask the doctor, ask if she wanted something. She said no, because her faith is strong, and we're there for her. But uh, when people, uh, she really is, she's a psychiatrist by church. You know, that's her, what she went to school for. But like she said, 
when she explained to me when they commit when uh he had that open heart surgery, she told mm-hmm. me that he was on medication and that contributed to what all the everything else that went on too. So mm. when she was telling me about that, I was understanding. She said, Mom, it's really hard when you got uh you got other things that uh feed into that plus you're already on medication that feeds into that depression, and she said the brain can only take so much. Yeah. So, you know, he couldn't fight it. And she was telling me that in reference to what she was going through, and she was like, I just have to believe that. She said your faith has to be strong, and that's, you know, what she drew from, what she's drawing from, I should say. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, it's really important. It's really important because... Mm-hmm. You know, they say like, what's going to happen? Uh, we've got we've got the state of purgatory. Some people believe that when yes. somebody commits suicide, that they're going to go to hell when they die. Right. I don't mm-hmm. believe in that. I really don't believe in a hell, to be honest with you. Um, I believe that we have this lifetime, and then we've got the the heavenly realms on the other side, and we can when we cross over. You know, yes, we can be stuck on the other side. You've got people that will come and help you, help you get balanced. And then I believe in reincarnation. So we're going to come back and reincarnate as things, you know, or not as things. We'll reincarnate into another lifetime. But some people also believe that hell is a state of mind. I agree. And Correct. some people experience Correct. that down here on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way she explained it, like. When, like she was telling me when, okay, like when she lost her baby last week, it was like uh, she said, you're like you're in your own hell because you don't know, and it's a lie. Yes. And like she said, your your depression sits in is when you start thinking of all the other bad things that have happened instead of all the good yeah. things. Like, you know, so you weigh that, like she said, when you have to weigh those two the negativity comes, and she said you have to get a balance. He probably couldn't get a balance. He kind of, you know, he didn't see a way out. Right, he don't see a way out. Yes, right, exactly right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, Esther, what Julia was saying earlier also, and what I've seen for some people as well, is that when the brain takes over and does its own thing, it's it's, to me, so here might be the separation Somebody gets depressed, and like you said, they don't see a way out. And like your daughter said, they focus on all the negative. That's like layers and layers and layers of stuff just weighing you down. Right. Correct. But with the with the biochemical disorder, like I talked about that mm-hmm. woman's husband who killed himself, there is a specific medication that they have many that they put on. For a lot of people, they were having them use it, and a lot of people were killing themselves. So that medication was altering the brain and kind of that was the end result these people are going like oh my god i've got to kill myself and they did correct so that wasn't them being right. depressed mm-hmm. that was a normal person that was just saying i gotta quit smoking and all of a sudden the next thing you know you're burying this person exactly because of the kids the medication like she said sometimes that medication gets into your brain to make you think things that you like, you know, that, you know, you never know, like you said, you never know what goes on in a person's head, what they're thinking. You know, that's just like those no. people who shot and killed those other 
people, the kids, and at that yeah. point, she said, "The break, you know, the break, you know, you're you're not there anymore." She said, consciously, you know, consciously, right? There is none. She yeah. said, because there is no common sense at that point. Yes, yes. Everything goes out the window. Wow. Well, thank you so much yeah. for calling us. And I and I I'm going to tell you something. I feel your granddaughter's spirit. And Thank and I you. get a sense that she's uh, going to be wanting to come back in. And I tell your daughter she's very beautiful. I see this baby with blue eyes, dark hair, very beautiful little girl. And um, and I truly get a sense of her wanting to come back. So if your daughter's going to be getting pregnant, and I've got goosebumps when I think about this. Um, I believe I believe if this granddaughter has a chance to come back in, she will be returning. And I don't know if your daughter's drinking a lot of caffeine, but I see a lot of coffee or caffeine around her. Oh, okay. Yeah, she goes back into the doctor tomorrow to find out what's going on. But I will tell her that. Uh, one more thing, yeah. Korea, before you go. Uh, I have a – I'm going to a walk-in interview tomorrow for a job. Do you think I'll get it? Um, I'm just – just haven't opened – yeah, I get I get more of a um, I get more of a like a, a like a nah. It's not, so it's not 100 percent you're getting this Esther. It's not 100 okay. percent you're going to so, get this job. So another one. But there could be something. Right? There could be something related uh, for sure. Getting something later. Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks, baby. All right. I thanks. love you guys. Uh-huh. Oh, Bye-bye. thanks, Esther. Thanks for sharing. You know, I All just right, want to remind everybody too. Hey, thanks, Esther. You know, I do have my half-price garage sale special going on. So this is, you know, it's extended another week. You guys can call 219-940-9292. Get in on this deal. It only happens once a month. You save a lot of money, uh, especially for all my customers that like calling me several times. I've got people that call me several times a year. And this is the time to uh, call, get this uh, really great deal on the reading, and um, save some bucks. And you can also get a gift certificate that's good for six months on this. So, you know, give give me a call. So, yeah, Julia, and you know what um, Esther just said, you know, with her daughter, uh, stating that, yes, a break in reality and um, and all the common sense flies right out the window. Of course it does. So who else do we have online? We have next Becky from Nebraska. All right. Hi, Becky. Becky. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Yeah, so who do you have? Who do you know or who's had issues with uh, mental illness? Well, it's kind of funny because I I didn't know this was going to be your topic tonight, and I called in with a, a question to see. I'm very concerned about someone really close to me. Um, he's an alcoholic and bipolar, and it's been threatening suicide. And I just kind of wanted to see what you saw in store for him. So it's kind of really good timing. Um, it is. It is. So, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in. I've got to tell you, I do exorcism work, and it's things like this that I do. I sit down with my daughter, and we sit across mm-hmm. the table, and we scan the person. We see what attachments they have on there. We talk to all the attachments. They get them off. We do a healing and protection on this person. 
Uh, we've been doing this work, exorcism work, for years and years and years. Uh, so this is something that somebody who is looking at, you know, committing suicide, um, you know, you might want to call in and get an exorcism. Because when we do this work, there's one woman, um, she was actually out in Nebraska, because I, I do a lot of weekly uh, or yearly work out in Nebraska, and you know that, Becky, right? Right, yeah. And, and um, this one woman, I just, I just love you guys, and uh, she said, my son's in really bad shape. And she showed me a picture, and I'm like, oh, my God, his eyes were black. His eyes were sunken. They were black. She goes, something's, something's come over him. She goes, this is not my son. He's not acting like my son. He's not this. He's not that. And I said, well, I personally think he can use an exorcism. So she hired me to do that service, and um, she came in when I went out to Nebraska and, and brought me a picture within the next year, and she goes, I want you to see my son. And she showed me the picture, and she actually had him um, come in, I don't know, like within the week or something. I was like, oh, my God, he looks amazing. She goes, yes. She goes, it happened very, very quickly after, after he did the exorcism. Whatever that darkness was left him, and he just became his old self again. And he's having a ball. He's having a lot of fun now. She goes, but it was very, very dark for a long time. So... I, I would say, number one, Becky, what you want to do is uh, I, I would pray for him that he gets into some sort of um, rehab or some sort of AA, something like that. And I would encourage him to do so. I would also, of course, I suggest an exorcism. Um, I would have people pray for him, get him on a healing list. There's a real good book there called... Um, it's by William Baldwin and uh, Spirit Releasement. Spirit okay. Releasement by William Baldwin. Now, you can sit here and start practicing the work. It will explain to you what happens when you've got spirit attachments and people are looking at, you know, killing themselves. And right. if you can catch somebody ahead of time, you know, knock on wood. I mean, you know, some things can change and some things cannot change. So sometimes there's karma that's going on, but... Um, and, you know, none of us know everything that's that's going on or what's supposed to happen, but uh, I would really start doing some heavy, heavy prayer work for him. I really would. Okay. And I have mentioned the exorcism to him because I knew you have done those. Um, one thing, you know, you talked about spiritual attachment. And yes. a couple months ago, you know, he asked me if I believed in ghosts, and I told him, yes, I did. And he's like, well... He's like, you're gonna. This is gonna sound really crazy. He's like, but there are demons that follow me everywhere. And he's like, they want to hurt me, and they want me to hurt myself and do bad things. Yes, honey, he needs he he. So he's consciously aware that he's got demons following him that are influencing him to right. You know, I mean, he's now talking about killing himself. He really needs a clearing. I've had people come themselves and say, look, I've got something going on here. This is normally not me. I feel something, you know, following me, blah, blah, blah. And so we do a clearing on them, and we get stuff uh, out of their aura. You know, we can't always, we can't always tell. Um, got a little ring, ding, ding going on there. <laughs> One second. One more. See, everyone's calling already. <laughs> 
So got to wait for after the show, you guys. Please give me a call after the show. Um, but we can't always tell sometimes. It's so subtle when we have an attachment. It's not always a possession, okay? But I guess some people call it uh, being oppressed. But you either have attachments where, let's say you're walking down the street and somebody literally put their hand on you and they're holding onto your wrist. You know, they're hanging on you or hanging on your back. That's an attachment, okay? Possession okay. is where they've gotten in completely and your your spirit has been weakened and so much so that you're really kind of just shoved to the side and they're in full control of what's going on. So, and many times they'll say that the uh, owner of the body you know, will be, you know, in and out, back and forth. You know, this this brings me to this one story where I had this woman um, that I used to do some, uh, I used to do readings for. She'd come to the seance. Her and her daughter would come. I just love these guys. I had no idea she had another daughter that had problems. And she said one day that after her daughter had an extremely high fever, and I believe the young lady was about 11 years old, her daughter changed. And... <laughs> Suddenly, you know, she'd be looking at her and her face would change, her attitude would change. You know, at first you hear this stuff and you think, okay, this is a teenager. Yeah. It's a teenager. But when you have, you know, that's normal. But when you have the eyes changing or the memory is gone, you know, the little girl ran away and the cops found her, brought her back to the front door. You know, her mom opens the door and the cops say, go in. She goes, I'm not going in there. And they're like... You need to go in. That's your house. She goes, that's not my mother. And she was like, that's not my mother. And, of course, this then, you know, she was forced to stay there. But my friend said you could see her face completely changing back to the her normal little girl. And then all of a sudden something's coming over her. She doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know this. She doesn't know that. That was a spirit attachment. And I would say, you know, possibly some possession going on there. So she'd switch back and forth. After we did the work on her, now, I didn't know about this for years, though. And the woman had gotten into drugs and alcohol. After my daughter and I did the exorcism, it was amazing because this woman uh, stopped drinking, stopped drugging. She got into rehab. She con- she went on to continue her nurse's uh, education and became a nurse. So... But there were years where it was it was very touch and go, and I, I can't remember everything else she told me about that case. I've got it written down, but it was it was frightening. She said, and this was after this little girl had a high fever. Things will open us up to attachments, and drugs, alcohol, high fever, emotional upsets. Um, so just know it can happen anywhere. It can happen anywhere. But Becky, just the fact that this man knows that he's got demons, and they're attached uh-huh. to him and they're trying to make him hurt himself, you know, that's a that's clear. That's clear, concise, and he needs to have that work done. I still get that book, uh, Spirit Releasement, and um, there's actually other books that will help people. Um, I believe William Baldwin also has another book that will help you take any energies if you think you have some off of yourself as well. Okay. So look him up online. But, again, you can give me a call during the week and, uh, you know, we can see if your friend wants to set that up. Okay. I will do that. Okay, Becky. Hey, thanks All for, right. thanks for you know, joining us tonight. No, thank you. All right, you bet.
Bye-bye. All right. Wow. You know, I didn't know that, Julia, and I didn't know that they can possess. I, I really didn't. I never associated the two. Oh, really? What do you mean? And, you know, that the possession, I mean, I know sometimes I've, I've heard of attachments and where you develop like a different personality, but not to the point where, you know, you're getting suicidal and it's um, creating the depression. I, I didn't realize that. That's good to know. Oh, no. They say, they say the worst careers for that are um, dentistry because you've got a dentist looking right in your mouth, and they say when the spirits are on top of you, uh, are inside your body, and they want to get out, some sort of pain will jolt them out. So you've got a dentist yanking on your mouth, and they can actually jump out of your mouth onto the dentist, and they say the highest rate for suicide among these professionals um, would be psychologists, psychiatrists, and dentists. Because even as a psychologist and a psychiatrist, you're working with the mental-emotional stuff, and they can also jump from the, the host body onto the uh, onto the other person. Wow. And that's actually that's actually kind of one of the reasons why I do my exorcisms uh, remotely. <laughs> oh. Although I am protected, so is my daughter, because we always call in the protection. But um, yeah, it's it's, so it's, it's more pretty of an fascinating work. It's It's not Reiki then. It's just pure exorcism. Now, when we when we go ahead and do the exorcisms on people, we go ahead and go straight away. It takes several hours for us to work with somebody doing the exorcism. We go ahead and start uh, scanning. I scan the body. We look at every single thing that looks, anything that looks weird or different on somebody's body, we have to get in there and address it. We have to talk to it. We have to find out, is it an entity? Is, it, is this a dead person hanging on them? If so, when did you come? What happened to you at your death? Um, where do you belong? Is it possibly a thought form? It can be a thought form. It could be, uh, you know, mental, emotional things got trapped in the uh, in the tissues of the body. So we go with doing all of that, and then we do Reiki healings on the person, um, and then we throw up a lot of protection around the person to allow the person to heal after we removed everything that did not belong there. And so this person's soul can gain strength again. So the one other book I have here is Healing Lost Souls. It's releasing unwanted spirits from your energy body, and this is by William J. Baldwin, Ph.D. So uh, if anyone else feels that they have something on them, is it emotional depression or is it spirit possession? So get that book, you guys. Get that book. Okay, so excuse my other call. The sound of the call is coming in, you guys. I apologize for that. So who now who else do we have, Julia? We have a few that want the general. Oh, general, no, we're not going to do that right now. Is there is there anyone else online that wants to comment about the uh we can we can do that. Let's let's take it another five minutes and stuff. So do you remember last week when we had um we had our wonderful guest, Chuck Kennedy. Chuck. Mm-hmm. Kennedy. And do you remember when Chuck and I were talking about soul rescue work? Yes. Okay. This is one of the things that uh, happens when people commit suicide or when they die and they, they don't want to leave yet because they've got unfinished business. Soul rescue work is something that we would 
work at that we would go to work at doing and um, helping this person. Oh, I apologize for that. Um, helping this person go ahead and um, come back and get into the light. Uh-huh. That's what we would do. Okay. So when you have people that are stuck like this, that is what you're. Uh, that's what you're looking at doing is helping their spirit get back to a healthy uh, frame of mind, a healthy um, sense of being. Now, do they have to clear this up before they're allowed to come back? Oh my God, yes, because they're not allowed to get back in line. It just imagine that you died. Okay, here, I'll give you an example. When I was doing some of my Monroe Institute work, um, which means doing the astral projection, going to the different levels of uh, the astral planes on the other side, uh, one of the classes you can do, the spirit, spirit uh, soul rescue work. And I'd been doing it a long time before doing their class, but I would like to see what, you know, what else I can learn. So they had us go with a spirit guide and go down to the, to go to the planes where these people are trapped, the astral planes. And they said, don't talk to them, don't do anything. And it's like, okay. So I went to this one location, and here I am in the top of a barn. You know how the barn, you have the barn doors, you go in, then you've got a ladder up to the top, and there's all this hay, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Okay. Yeah. So here I am, I'm suddenly coming up, and I'm in this location, and suddenly I see a woman who apparently was, uh, a wife to a farmer, and she was sitting on the little milking stool looking at the fact that she had just hung herself. Oh. So you see two figures. You see her in her astral body sitting there with her hands wrapped up in her apron covering her face, crying and crying and crying, going like, oh, my God, oh, my God, look what I just did, look what I just did, like that. Wow. So she went to kill herself, and she was looking at her body. Now, there was nothing else she could do. The damage was already done. She was dead. So now she was in such a mental, emotional state, just like in the book or in the movie, What Dreams May Come. Sometimes they're in such a fog or cloud, you can't reach them. That's why you've got the spirit guides and the angels on the other side that will do the soul rescue work. They're there to help the people just like we are, the people that choose to do soul rescue work to go in there and say, look, are you awake yet? Come on, get a snap out of it. Come on, let's get you onto the other, let's get you onto the other side. Let's get you onto the higher spiritual planes. Okay. So it, it's very interesting. It's very delicate. You know, you've got to, you know, like with Robin Williams, I am going to pray for him. You know, I want him to be okay. I don't want him to be trapped and stuck. I highly suggest if anyone's having any issues with Robin's, you know, choice on this, please forgive him. Um, any energy against that could actually be holding him here. Please forgive him. He was, a, he was a wonderful artist. He was a wonderful person. And he he made a decision. This is what it is. It impacts his family. It impacts a lot of us, many of us. But I, I wish him to be well on the other side and that he has peace of mind and that his soul can continue uh, to a really wonderful place on the other side, that he would be at peace. And he wasn't apparently at peace when he was here. So at least that last moment that, that took him. Right, right. So 
so well if we if we want do you have any last comment on on robin williams or on the suicide uh and then we can see if there's somebody that does want to ask a question here or if they have another comment i i i don't i don't have any any comments um you know i just wish the family the peace um you know, and the blessings that they'll need to deal with this, to get, you know, through it, to get through their grief. And, um, you know, and I would hope that everyone could just respect and allow them that time to grieve because, as we all know, grief is not easy to deal with, and under these circumstances it makes it that much harder because there's a lot of questions and shoulda, coulda, woulda. Had I checked on him earlier, would he have, could I have stopped him, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, they have to deal with their own grief in their own way the best way they can. Yes, yes. It is devastating, you know. If, mm-hmm. if, if suicide has touched your family, depression has touched your family, we know how we pray for those people that we love. And uh, and again, I would I would just say, please send out prayers, like you said, to the family and um, and to Robin and to all of our all of our people here that are having a hard time on the earth. I ask God to bless them all and and give them the strength to deal with whatever uh, challenges they're having today. So I do ask that in God's name, Amen. Um, okay, so who who else do we have online? We have Melvin first. Let's bring him on. Melvin? Melvin, you there? Hello? Oh, yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay. How are you tonight, Melvin? I'm doing pretty good, I guess. Yes, ma'am. Thank you all first for taking my call. You bet. You bet. So so do you have a specific question? Because we always like to ask, uh, work with one specific question. Okay. Yes, I do. Uh, I just want to know, like, uh, when would I receive my back pay for my unemployment benefits that they owe me for nine weeks, and I filed two appeals, and uh, uh, when do you all see me receiving that check or, or whatever in my bank account or whatever? Okay. For some reason, I I see the number three, so I don't know if it's going to be three weeks, three months. Uh, and I also want you to watch out for something really, I think, pretty nice happening for you somewhere around March. Oh. There should be some big changes coming in around March for you, Melvin. Okay. So, All right. Uh, you're about, yes, ma'am. You're saying about three weeks or so, uh, three months. Three weeks they... or three months, yeah. Because it feels like you're going to be getting your money. It just, it just, They can't keep it from you. They've got to give it to you. You might have to fight for it, but it 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 should be coming. Okay. All right. Yes. Sir. All right, sir. Thank you, Thank sir. You. Good luck now. God bless. All right. Bye. God bless you. All right. Bye now. Bye. bye now. And you know, Julia, I want to remind people too for a more in-depth reading, uh, they can always call me at two one nine nine four zero ninety two ninety two, and remember to check out coffeepsychic.com. And uh, their garage sale special half price, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. This will be the time it comes once a year. Like Christmas, comes once a year. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. And who else do we have online? We have the next Jenna. Jenna. All right. Hello. Hey, How are you welcome doing? to the show, Jenna. 
How are you? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing. <laughs> I I just want to know about my um my financial situation. I'm 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 flat broke, and I just need a little some encouragement or tell me what direction I should take. Coding, maybe computer coding. I I, I don't know. Actually, the computer coding sounds pretty good for you. You've got a lot of bubbles in your coffee, and um, that's always good luck, good fortune, wishes coming true. But, you know, the one thing I am getting for you is for you to be self-employed. Like, you should be doing something that Jenna loves to do. Like, oh, well, well, my thing is, is, is journalism, but the journalism world everybody all the newspapers are closing up and and you know how that goes. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know how that goes, but the journalism world is not it's not employing people. So when I do journalism, I have to just do it KPV and you know, things that don't pay. I'm just doing it for the love of it. Yes. You yes. see what I'm saying? I'm not yes, getting paid for sure it, do. but I'd love to I, I'd love to get paid for it, but that's not happening. But and right now I'm I'm flat broke, and because I'm flat broke, I'm not able to do the cable thing anymore. <laughs> you, you see the vicious cycle that's going yes, on. Yes, yes. Well, what about writing a book? Number one, and what about you also hosting a TV show in your neighborhood that works with yeah, free I, TV? I, I that's, I, I do that now, but I haven't been able to because I need the money. And I mean, it's free, but it's not free. People who have their own cable shows, they got to pay for the tape, they got to pay for all these other things. But the community allows them to air it. But but um, and I don't mind doing that. I'd love to get paid for it. But but but. I'm just curious about I'm I'm flat broke. I'm not employed right now, and I just need to know wh- what to do. I got an okay. interview tomorrow, a job that uh-huh. I hate, and it's below me. And I just put oh, it, it's a job that I hate. Let me, and I'm not laughing at you. I'm totally getting it. I'm going like, oh, oh. Um, well, here's the thing. Sometimes to get your foot in the door, to get... Yeah, get the job, get your foot in the door is one thing so you can start bringing some cash in. And then mm-hmm. that cash will hopefully allow you to get some other things going on for yourself that you are going to just love. So the bubbles, will that mean that I'll be getting a, a, a decent paying job or, or going back to school? I mean, what does the bubbles tell you? Yes, me? it does. It means good luck. It means good things are coming your way. Good things uh-huh. truly are coming your way. And it might not always look like what you want. You know, that's why when people, you know, call for readings, they have expectations about what they think it should look like. And what you want to listen for is what is specifically said. Okay. So, so you think, I will tell you, so hold on, please. I will Hold on, please. I will tell you there's a man that's supposed to be helping you. He positively has curly hair. He's got very beautiful eyes, and and I believe you still will be doing work in the career that you want with writing, um, but I don't know how that's going to look. I don't know if that's going to be like you writing shows, writing plays. Um, it looks like it will be related to 
at this time, television in some fashion. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that, that could probably happen. It's not a romantic thing, though, is it? (laughs) It doesn't. No, I don't think. (laughs) Unless you're in love with the writing, which you already said you are. (laughs) But it's not not man-woman romantic, no. Okay, but it's just good colleague, good chemistry colleague work. Yes. Yes, positively. All right. Well, thank you very much. Have a nice evening, and thank you. Oh, my God, you, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. All right, All right take Bye. care. Bye. Bye-bye. You know, Julia, sometimes with the readings, um, and thank goodness I have uh, so many people to call with feedback. Oh, my, I forgot to tell you something. I've got to tell you this. Right at hmm. the last minute, um, you know, again, we don't always get what we want. We get what we need. That's always my prayer. And then hopefully the getting what we want comes along the way. But... This last week, you know, I do several reading, readings, and this last week I had two of my clients call me up saying, Ann, I had some strange sounds in the background of my CD. And I was like, okay. And so I ended up going ahead. It was so great. We had um, two of the CDs that have... Um, Two spirit voices that are, are very clear with what they are saying. And there are some, so they're called EVPs, Tronic Voice Phenomenon. And it was just just amazing because the one spirit said, no. The one spirit said, no way. And it was like, oh, my God, did you hear that? <laughs> the spirit says, no way. And the other spirit was says, said, I know. So it wasn't even just a soft whisper. This was a loud whisper, and the woman called me up saying, Jurianne, I can't believe this, but you were still talking, and I wasn't saying anything. And then you hear this woman's voice saying, I know. <laughs> so it's it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. So when people call up, they have the option of, you know, getting a reading, um, different length readings, and also of having a recording made. And, again, the great thing is when we have the recording, sometimes your spirit guides and angels will be right there with you, your dead relatives, and they'll actually chime in and say something. So it's kind of fun um, not just to get the reading, but also to see if there's any spirits in the background that are, you know, chiming in and, and sharing something extra with you from the spirit world. Wow. So, wow. And, you yeah, know, cool. since you've been... You, did you experience any more activity in your house or anything uh, interesting happened last week? I yeah, know we don't have a little bit. Time. No, we don't have that much time. You know, we'll have to bring this up again next week. Okay. okay. Hi, Julia. Thank you so much class. for for sharing oh, your thoughts well, and ideas. Thank you for your insight for you know into this this disorder and you know, I think helping our, some of the audience understand it a little better. Yeah, and again, uh, all of our prayers out to the family of Robin Williams and also all the other people. We pray for strength and guidance for all the people that are on the edge. And please, if you're having any mental, emotional issues, please get to a doctor, get to somebody that can help you. Tell somebody, don't take this in your hand because, again, it's a permanent solution for a temporary situation. Uh, We love you all. God bless you. Good night. And we'll see you right here next week at uh, uh, blogtalkradio.com. Good night, everyone.